I can appreciate you creating this show. So when we got rid of them, we also got rid of the us that allowed them. Because somebody's going to hell. So today we are here with Dominique Escobar of Royally Clean. And I was so excited to do this interview with you from the time I started this. I just knew that you were a guest that I had to have on the show. So when I went live and you was like, oh, I'm so funny. And I was like, Tom, I want you to be on the show. And you was like, I would love to. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I've been waiting for this moment since the beginning. Oh, my God. Because I admire you so much. And you know what the crazy thing is? Like, I don't really think you, like, you're so humble. Like, you're very humble, and you're a very down-to-earth, a very real person, right? And so I don't think you even recognize or realize, like, what you mean to so many people, what you represent to so many, like, who you are, how we look up to you. Because even when I, I was like, I didn't even know Dom was so young. I think you were celebrating your birthday or mm -hmm. something. I was like... This girl came with a whole lot of ancestors when she was born <laughs> because Jesus, like you are very wise and your soul is so warm, which you don't get a lot these days in a lot of young people. First, your flowers. I have to thank you so much for these flowers. Oh when I tell God, you, look, I have followed you, watched you from, you had a job, not current. This was like a while back mm -hmm. before the cookbook. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying, she got to put a cookbook out because I knew you were a Leo before yep. I knew you were a Leo. You will upload stuff and I'll be like, those flavors don't even go together. <laughs> she a daredevil. But it let me know, like, I didn't have to know your personality to know your personality. So mm -hmm. just over time, just watching everything you was uploading, I was like, I like her. Who is this? Like, <laughs> You have some people who you might not know them in real life, but your spirit can connect with them. Your soul can Absolutely. connect with them. That happens to me all the time. Absolutely. <sighs> I'm just happy to be here. I'm, just, I'm, I'm so really happy to, happy to have like, you. From the time you posted about starting the podcast, I knew just in getting to know you, it was going to be great, but I just never, I didn't foresee this. Like, this is bigger than, I was like, ain't got no back trouble. <laughs> I was so excited. I love you, Dom. Listen. Like, seriously. And I, that's what I love about you because it's like, you know, you ever see somebody who has a lot and it's like, dang, what do I get them for a gift? What do you get a person that has everything? Mm -hmm. But for you to not realize how much you possess, like how much, <sighs> like the talent, the level of skill that's in you, and then you get excited. So I'm like, oh shit, now I'm excited. <laughs> and you know, that means a lot. If we take it a step further, people, I don't know if it's like an inferior complex. I think mm -hmm. sometimes we're able to give people their flowers. Mm -hmm. I can compliment people, but I think because how they view me, I don't know if they're like apprehensive about giving it to me or they think that I'm not going to be humble in accepting mm. it. So they just don't give it to you. Yep. I'm like, well, I want my flowers too. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel the same way. Um, yeah. Like I noticed a lot like in South Florida, because we're in South Florida, like oh. it's, yeah, it's a little sad. Um, like even trying to give a woman a compliment or being outside and you know you look cute because you know how we are. We get cute. Oh, we yeah. Can't go home. We can't go home. Okay, don't listen. If I get yes, my own here, I can't stay home. I, even if I got the cool somebody kids. got to see that. Exactly. Somebody, the gas station, the Walgreens, <laughs> Home Depot. 
Love you. Um, but like, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, <laughs> somebody go see it. But it's like even to say it, most women won't say it. Like I can see a yeah. beautiful woman and say, God, you look so pretty. You look so, I love your skin, girl. Your hair is so pretty. But then you have women that look you up and down and it's like, I like what she got on, but I ain't gonna tell her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why? We could take it a step further. Why are we like that with each other? Yeah. I really don't know. And it, it, I think sometimes for me, I like to think that maybe it's um, maybe it's a security issue sometimes. Mm. It may be a self-esteem thing okay. sometimes. Because women who are very confident in themselves and very secure in themselves normally don't have that issue. I agree. I found that. Like, we I, don't have that issue with, that. with complimenting or saying, like, damn, you look nice mm -hmm. and... You know, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I agree with that. I feel that people who are naturally confident, they're not afraid to acknowledge like another woman's come up or yeah. girl, you look good, you've exactly. been losing weight. Exactly. It's not gonna exactly. take anything from us for me to tell you, girl, I love your how. Like at all. You know, but at all. Try to tell them that. Yes. We, they be ready to fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> Looking cute and all, be ready to fight. Yeah. So tell me, how did you get into the food industry? How did you define your love for cooking? Um, so I was always a foodie from a child. My mom is the matriarch of the family. Even before she got old, she's me. I am my mother. I am little Barbara. Shout out my mom. Shout out my mom. Shout out Miss Barbara. <laughs> you did a good job. I love my her. mama is a very unique lady. My mom... Typical, tell it how it is, very too honest at times. And um, the one thing I wanted to do in being like her was I always wanted to be a person that people, I could love on people and people could love on me and it's just no judgment. So that's really important to me. So my love for food also came from her. She had a catering service when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, she was running people off because her mouth a little slick, but the food was so good they I kept feel, coming you, back. Mama. So over time, I would watch her cook, and then she would let me get in the kitchen with her when I was eight, nine years old. I would help her do the chicken, bake cakes. Mm. So I never thought I would be doing food. I went to nursing school, worked for United Healthcare, worked for Walgreens. I was into healing people. Get this medication. Girl, I did the same thing. We lived the same life. That's crazy. Yeah. I went for RN, and I also worked Hated at Walgreens. It. Hated it. It was not for me. I'm a person I can't be boxed in. Um, you could give me a rule, a whole sheet of rules. Dom, you can't do this. You can't say this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. I might not do it directly, but I'm going to find a way to still be me in the midst of following the rules. Uh, maybe not breaking them, but I'm going to bend the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. So I knew that being in corporate America, it was stunting my growth. Like I was moving up in a company, but I remember I would get in trouble for like helping members out telling them ways to get medication that they couldn't afford but it's like you work for us you can't help them we're trying to make money and that's when i love corporate america and i was just like girl we're gonna sell these cakes and these pies and it just it took off a lot faster than i ever thought like i always had a, a decent following but i think um maybe my personality kind of drew people in and the fact the food was good was yeah. the bonus but yeah, yeah. I really didn't have experience myself. Mine came from family. It came from family gatherings. It came from them funerals. Mm -hmm. It came from you needing a shoulder to cry on. You come over, mama might put a pot of greens on for you, and y'all gonna cry together. And that's just where my love for food came from, I think. Like, it was your personality for me. Like, to me, food tastes like people's personalities. 
all I tell day. People that. If I your tell food them. nasty, cause your attitude stink. Like, damn. <laughs> Listen, I know your food ain't good because of your attitude of who you, you know, who you are. Because I think even some people that start out humble, right? And then they get to the point of like they they carry themselves in a certain way, like, oh, I'm I'm this and I'm that because you've gotten to a certain place. That food, the quality of it starts to you change. You notice that, too. right? And it's, that's it's, everybody. Yes. Everybody. It's places that we probably went to 25 years ago. And you always went because of the integrity of what they gave you, maybe Absolutely. the portions. Once them grandkids or new management gets a part of it and it becomes just about the capital, the food tastes like that. It absolutely does. Mm. It makes a big yeah. difference. And it, it was crazy because, like, I used to say to myself, damn, did my, did my palate just elevate so much to the point where this is no longer good to me? Was I just, like, not recognizing mm. good food at that time? Or was there really a change in the quality of the food? And then you started to realize the more other people started to say, like, yeah, they've been mm-hmm. eating this for years. Yeah, the quality has That's changed. So and so, like, to me, who you are, it definitely plays a part in what you do. Like, even your integrity, the amount of respect you yeah. have for yourself, how you treat other people, and the, and the care and concern, the genuineness that you have in yourself for other people, that comes out in everything mm-hmm. you do. Because you, if you pride yourself on what you do and you are a good person, you don't give other people bad shit. Like, you just won't. You'll be like, uh-uh, I can't. Listen, let me go ahead and send out this text message today. Listen, I'm going to have to take grits off the menu. What else y'all want? Maybe I'm, I'm replacing it with something. Because if we done fuck, listen, I'm not going to sell you these grits that was burnt at the bottom because I know all the smokiness done passed up through the grits. I'm not going to give you that shit. So I wish. It comes out in our food. I wish that, the rest, especially the restaurant world, I wish that people really took pride in what they pushed out. I've went some places and not posted about it because of situations like that. Yeah. You know, they're giving you the bottom of something, and it tastes like the bottom. Because you know the difference between Absolutely. the top of the grits and the bottom of the grits. Absolutely. You know the difference at the bottom of the collard green pot. Because mm-hmm. it get real loose and runny, and it's not really any greens per mm-hmm. se. So, but I guess maybe just to fulfill the order, they still push it out. Right. And then they'll follow up and say, hey, we saw you on the camera. You swung by. You didn't give us a review. Baby, you don't want me to. Because I'm telling the truth. Shane Duff. But, you know, that's that's just the times we're living in. And it's yeah. just about a dollar, unfortunately. Quality over quantity. And that, to me, is like, that's the downfall yes. of the food industry. Because I'm going to tell you, um, I ordered your food and came and picked. Listen, I didn't even bother to even know you came. I know, her. and I did it like that on purpose. And I love I that. Did it on purpose. I tell people. <laughs> Some people do a favoritism thing with their mm-hmm. food. Like, oh, I know Kai coming. I'm about mm-hmm. to. I don't care if it is the man up the street. I don't care if it is Island's Cafe coming. My food is my food. It's going to always be like that, no matter who's shopping. And that's really important to me. Like, And I can tell because, like I said, like you said, you didn't know I was. I placed the order. And I didn't tell you. And I didn't tell you on purpose because, let me tell you something. I am the type of person, like, I've seen you do lives, and you're like, listen, I'm not going to put the name of the business out there, but, you know, y'all need to do better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I said, you know, I know Dom food tastes good. I just know it do. But just in case this is a bad right. day, right. I'm not right. even going to tell her, and I'm going to go get it. And if it's not good today, I'm going to come back and I'm going to try it again. Listen, I done ate from you Two times that I went for myself, and one time that somebody else went from went to you and brought me a plate, and I was so thankful. Like, first of all, 
every every single time. And the last time I got it, it was because I kept talking about it. Okay. And I was like, that girl, royally pleased. And I have to say, because some people don't know you as Dom, they right? They don't And know. so I'd be like, the royally cleats girl on Instagram. Yeah. And so when they go to your page, they're like, I, I'm going to her today. I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so my friend surprised me and brought me a play to your fool. And I was so, listen, this is the one, the one person, not, it's actually another person that I know in this industry also that is just like you. But this, you are the one person that I know as a home base chef that when i say quality before you eat it hmm. from the time you open the plate the angels start singing the clouds start opening up jesus coming copper squat right next to me and it's on and i you can see the flavor you can see the love every single plate was plated as if we were sitting in the restaurant every single one and if y'all think i'm lying y'all can go to my reels you'll see it like in hers it made me feel everything so and everything was delicious what i really loved is that everything tastes like you just did it like it just was coming out i have gone to so many home-based like cooks and the food is like it was out two hours ago let me ask you this have you bought food and it tastes like the house the cabinet, Sadly, yes. The carpet, mm-hmm. the refrigerator, all the old onions, the leftover lasagna, and the Chinese food that was sitting in the fridge came out right in the eggs. Long as I'm not tripping, because people say, "Oh, because you're a chef, you're picky," and I'm like, "I'm actually not. Mm-mm. I just want good quality food. Absolutely. I'm not picky. It doesn't even have to be pretty, because some of the ugliest things taste good. However, I don't want old food." I, I could say the same thing for seven days. Mm-hmm. Whatever isn't sold that day, I trash it. Hey. Or if let's say if it's if I could make a complete meal, I give it to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm at, of course, you know, it's an influx of homeless people. Yeah, I go up yeah. and down Seventh Ave. It might be five, six places. I give I it out that. because I'm just like, I know y'all hungry. Y'all probably tired of the McDonald's from up the street, you know. Yeah, but I love that. I just don't believe in selling people anything that I wouldn't give my family. Exactly. Family is really, really important. To yeah. Me, so or that I wouldn't even eat myself because right, I know right. myself. I don't like to warm up nothing, which brings me to my next point. I ate your food cold. Like when it got cold, that was how you know it's good. Still how you know? It's how you know. Mm-hmm. I was like all the body yeah. and everything was still there, and I love that so much. Like I love the quality, the love. And the time and the care and the concern <sighs> and everything that you put into that food because it comes across and everything. I was like, why the hell she picked the best strawberries? I said, you know, ain't no way. She must have cut these damn strawberries and ate one half and said, okay, it's good. And gave you the other half. Don't because understand, like, everything that you do in integrity, it shows. Like, you just literally describe everything. When I go in the store, I open the crates up. Mm. So let's say... I ain't gonna call out no produce stores, Walmart. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, it's a lot of like uh, rotten and bruised fruits at the bottom of a bag yeah. or even in a crate of strawberries, yep. but the top is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. Even at Sam's Club. And yeah. I love y'all to death, but y'all be dropping the ball. They, sometimes. At the price of $7.88, why is out of 37 strawberries, why is 19 rotten? That's a lot. I could do one or two, but I say that to say I lose a lot of money just because of the quality I'm trying to push out. Mm. 
if the strawberry too small, I don't put it on a plate. Mm -hmm. If the chicken wing too big, I don't use it. Mm -hmm. So just think if I buy a case of chicken and it's 300 pieces and it's 120 pieces as the form, I have now lost that case. I can't sell it. I got to buy another one. So I said it to say, I guess people on the back end, they don't see that in the food industry. They just see the product. It goes out. They don't know the headache. Exactly. To keep pushing out quality. So And the work that it takes behind and the yeah. discipline and the discipline because I've worked with people like even starting out in this industry, I've worked with people that have done catering because mm -hmm. I want to learn the food side of it. And I've seen people be like, nah, that's okay, girl. Just go ahead and throw it in there. Put the gravy over it. Ain't nobody no going to notice. They're going to no eat it. It's going to be the same. No. And I just be like, damn, this is the type of person I'm not. This is the type of food I'm not going to put out. Mm -hmm. This is the type of chef I'm not going mm -hmm. to be. Um, but so many people do it. And even like in today's industry, I notice a lot of people, for whatever reason now, have the, the capital and the finance to open up these establishments, open up these food restaurants. And it's like the food, I just wish the food would taste like the decor. Yeah. Like I think they think you're going to walk in and lick the sofa or something. Can I get a Baby. bite of the, the picture? The backdrop, the, the, the everything. pictures, everything has become aesthetic. Do you mm. realize that? From Absolutely. our appearance to how we present food. Mm -hmm. Taste don't matter, quality mm -hmm. don't matter. But if it looks the part, it's yep. cool. Yep. We waste so much money buying bad food. I know you do, because I do. Oh, I do. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Something you just said gave me goosebumps. I mean, you have people who, who know nothing about food. They mm -hmm. don't even care about it. But because all this business funding, these loans are available, mm -hmm. they are looking at it like it's a hustle. Mm -hmm. I got Absolutely. a big problem with that. I got a big problem with that, because you have people like us mm -hmm. who I wake up, I eat, sleep, and breathe food. It's all I think about. I've lost friends behind this food business. <laughs> like, seriously, we done fell out. No, I believe you. Get I ready to wobble in the jungle. Like, but yeah. yeah. But that's just how much I love it. I will fall out with you about my food. Mm -hmm. If, if God forbid, I've, I've hired my friends for events and I felt like their love for what I was doing was lackluster, or maybe they said something to my customer, and we about to fight because yeah. I'm just like, not only is this my bread and my butter, but this is my business. So Absolutely. though we're friends, we're not that much of friends that I'm going to let you jeopardize what I'm building. They don't understand that. They, you know what? Let's touch on that for a minute because that is a thing. In the food industry or in other industries as an entrepreneur, sometimes we build friendships. We have friends that, one, they love us, right? But they love us where we are, Right. Once we start to take off, once you get to a certain point, once you cross a certain street, either they cannot handle the success because selfishly for them, your success means you're coming away from all the things you used to be able to do with them, right? So I'm not running the streets oh. with you. I can't go run to, to, to Marshalls with you no more to buy your baby some socks when you're ready. Yeah. I can't chase you down, you know, come help you chase down your baby daddy no more because he keep busting out your windows. Ma'am, get some insurance and call the insurance company because I can't do that no more. Like, they don't understand that, so now you've changed. Yeah. Oh, she done changed. She's a different person now. Oh, she done got too good. Oh, she's doing this and she's doing that. Lord. Or if you don't have the time to sit on the phone and gossip all day, you don't have the time to sit on the phone and talk about the shit you done been telling them for fucking years. They need to stop doing who you need to keep moving on, get on with your life. Girl, do something. They, you don't they have can't time take no take more it. for that. And they cannot take it. So we do end up losing a lot of friends. Yeah. 
through this on this journey. Yes, you lose Lord. a lot of people, people that do not understand. And even when you get to a certain point and you try to bring those people up with you, Lord. I've done events and I've said, hey, can you help me with this? Can you serve the food? You can help me. I'll pay you. Mm -hmm. and, and you get friends that we don't realize as much as they tell us that they love us. This, this love and this passion that we have for what we do is ours and it's not theirs and it's not transferable. So they don't get it and they come and do the most half-assed shit and you just be like, bitch, you've been knowing me for years. It took me such a long time to grasp that. I used to cry and pray, God, why they hating on me? Why? Why someone so can't get it together? And the very business that you're not trying to put your 100% in, I have taken care of my friends for the proceeds of this very business. I have paid rent, car notes with this business that you don't take seriously. And I, it's really offensive. Like, it that's the best word for me to use. It offends me that they don't have the passion for it that I do because I'm like, you see what I can do now. Why would you not want to go hard like me? Why you don't feel it? Mm -hmm. But mentally, they're never going to get it because they're not us. They're not you. Absolutely. Unfortunately. I think this is... The drive and the passion, um, I, I think sometimes it's just embedded in our DNA, right? It's just tattooed in us and they don't get it. And no matter how much you want that person to see, like, do you see what this does? All they see is some of them are so entitled, right? They they feel oh, so entitled to your so friendship. Somebody called over here and gave you my last <laughs> You 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 hitting a lot of key points. I don't know how to feel about this. Okay. <laughs> But they do. They feel so entitled they to to us. They do to our friendship. They mm -hmm. feel entitled to the access mm -hmm. that they have to us, and also what 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 we do, what we build for ourselves, the proceeds. They feel entitled to that. So God forbid they're going through anything, and it's like they feel entitled to so much of what you have. They and do. if you're not providing for them in that way, mm -hmm. they can't seem to understand that because of that in entitlement. And so like it was hard for me to learn how to just disconnect because like some of these friends we've had for decades, you know? And so we get to the point of it's like, Lord, it's routine. <laughs> it becomes routine and it's like, damn, sometimes we, we do want to pick back yeah, up the phone and yeah, call that person. You do. We do miss them. Because of history. It's right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, damn, bitch, I got to divorce you. You know, like, you know, we know divorce. each other's entire life story. You have people who you might have, maybe y'all was in a sandbox together. Y'all went through something together and you've gotten to this point. And it's like, I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. Why you, you make me cut you off, bitch? But you do that? unfortunately, you have to. Yeah. I, it took me a long time to get to a point where I can accept that some people are just seasons and lessons for you. And it doesn't mm -hmm. make them bad people. It's just... Once you get that to that certain chapter, we either gonna close that chapter. Mm -hmm. Very seldom can you rewrite the chapter because yeah. bitch, you don't went too far. Exactly. But it's it's just I don't know if that's just a, a thing within us, but it's like it, it bothers me that I have to do it. But you know, for the greater good, you have to let them go. Yeah. Like you just yeah. have to. You do. It, it's the genuineness in you. It's the fact that everything we ever did with them, said to them, yes, it was genuine. It genuinely Lord, came from my heart. And so now having to sever those ties, having to cut that mm -hmm. off, it's not just, it doesn't, it's not that it's hurting them, it's hurting us right. to do it. It probably hurts us more to do it than it hurts them that we've done it, you know? But it's like, we do, like, because if you don't- That's so true. You, you, you overstay and overplay your part in that person's life at this point. 
right? And then that comes at your detriment, right? So you're, you're losing out because God is already elevating you to a certain point, right? And God is already feeling the weight that they're holding on you. Like that's, that's a lot of weight she don't need. Yeah. Right. And it's not that again, that it's not that they're bad people. It's just that God has said, you're a little too heavy. For, for this person. So what we're going to do is we're going to lighten her low. And when we lighten hers, we're also going to lighten yours at the same time. Exactly. Right? And so we have to learn how to go ahead and disconnect and let those people go. Because where we're trying to go, they're, they're roadblocks. We Every can't time. get there. You know what I'm saying? Because emotionally, we have to be available for some of what they're they're going through. And those spirits that transfer when you're trying to be emotionally available, honey... Good and fuck your day up. Let me say something. It gives me goosebumps when you talk about it because I, a lot of people don't believe in spirits. I don't know if it's, you know, this new age thing. They've gotten away from religion. And that's all right. Whoever you believe in, that's okay. But I feel that we are spiritual beings. So you could feel people's energy change and shift towards you. And sometimes because of maybe... The time that you've invested, the, the previous memories, whatever it is that has happened between you and that person, you're trying to stay connected, mm. you know. So spiritually, I could feel I've outgrown you. But humanly, because I love you, I care about you, and because we have all these things that have happened to us and we're still bounded together, you want to preserve that. God will make you so uncomfortable repeatedly. You'll keep trying to stay connected and God be like, you ain't hear me say let them go. And like, I don't want to. That's my dog. But you have to. Like you. Yeah. That's the one thing I still pray about to this day. Like, God, allow everything I do to be in good faith. Allow it to transcend to the people around me, the people I love. But more importantly, um, allow me to know my enemies. Because sometimes our enemies are best friends, sis, you know. And Absolutely. You love this person. You, mm -hmm. you never thought they could forsake you or do something to you. But on the back end, they hate your guts. Oh. I dealt with a situation that was so bad. If I wasn't me, it would have killed me. Mm -hmm. I probably would have felt so deep in depression. We wouldn't be having this, this conversation mm -hmm. because it was just that deep for me. And I'm just like, what you did to me, it would have never crossed my mind to do to you. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. just never in a million years. But we cannot control who people are. And in life, they're going to show you who they are at some point, unfortunately. So, yeah, child. That's why I stay strong on praying for the spirit of discernment. Yes. Like I even teach that to my children, learning how you to discern have to. between who is good for you, mm -hmm. who is not. And, mm. and even the things that are said from certain people that know that what they say may be good doesn't mean that that particular person is good for you. Bingo. So you can take whatever said. It's like a teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a teacher that's going to teach you a lesson. You needed to learn that lesson, but mm -hmm. that teacher may not be the best person you understand or, or a person that you want near you you but you needed the less we need the message but you might not have been a good messenger it mm -hmm. i like yeah that was it oh that was so smokes right there yeah bye. that was absolutely it that happens all the time or even like with our friends or family members you have family members who maybe they're wise but prime example you used to do drugs but you trying to tell me about my drug usage you mean <laughs> but you got to sit that out because you are not qualified to deliver that drug message because you still smoke. Listen, that reminds me of, I, I hate to bring this up, but I had to say it one time. That reminds me of one time my, my, my ex, my ex-husband, was his mom was telling me about something with raising my kids. And I just remember telling her, ma'am, 
the fight I've been having with your son. Tell me everything I need to know. All I need to know about your parents, and ma'am, I can't take advice from you. I done seen your work. You mean well. I done seen your work. I appreciate you. God bless her soul. God rest her soul. I appreciate you, but ma'am, I'm still still fighting with you. You got to sit some conversations out. <laughs> Don't make you a bad person and use it at all. But it's just, this one wasn't for you. Like, I'm in rehab, and in rehab, the number one rule is you have to stay away from other addicts. Hello. So, ma'am, this ain't really going to work, you know? Mm. Appreciate you, though. Appreciate you. Listen. <laughs> you know when you say appreciate to somebody yeah. without saying appreciate, you know that's like yeah. the reverse. I really don't appreciate yeah. that shit. Wrap really it up. Don't... <laughs> Wrap it up. I get what you're saying. Wrap it up before it goes left. Yeah, that be all right now. Appreciate you. All right, thanks. <laughs> Trying to wrap this up. I don't want to go left. <laughs> that's it right there. Lord. <laughs> that's that's the blessing. Yeah. You know how to <laughs> like look now the warning come before the destruction. <laughs> so you better. All right. Thanks. When I tell you God bless you, bless you. Literally. Just know that was a, that was a Christian fuck you. You better stop. That's, that's to leave me the fuck alone. Every cause, time. Because I'm... Mm, Every time. Let me get in this car. Like, you know, let me drive off. I have a question for you because you've grown so much. Um, do you find that with your changing and, and steady growing right now, um, sometimes you still encounter either people from your past or maybe a past spirit. You'll mm -hmm. encounter a new person, maybe mm -hmm. you never met them, mm -hmm. but they can have the energy or or spirit of said a person from your past. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you still fight with that? Like the old you? I fight with the old me so much it brings me to tears. Mm. And that's honest. Um, the person that I was before was very ugly. Very ugly. It was like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of situation. I had... I had an awful childhood, oh, and great. so it just kind of, yeah, it kind of stuck with me. Um, and I learned very hard lessons, which made me look at people very different. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have trust of anyone, like no one did I trust. And that's a very dark and scary world to live in when you yes, don't trust people. And then as I began to heal and I began to grow, I know that I had to eventually learn to trust somebody because right. I didn't want to be in that dark world. But then there would be people that would come that would have those kind of tendencies of people that I told myself I would stay away from. But this is where the fight comes in because you don't know, because you don't know. And because you want to believe because your heart needs mm -hmm. for you to believe in somebody, it needs for you to trust somebody and so you go back and forth and back and forth and then you make excuses sometimes for people that should not be in your life and then sometimes that comes with you you know downing yourself saying yeah. well girl you, you just tripping because you know this is what you've been through she probably ain't even mean it like that mm -hmm. she probably not even this kind of person and so when I got to that point um and I really could not tell whether people meant me good or not I would cut them off regardless and that was the part where I used to cry because I was like, did I just really cut off somebody good? Mm -hmm. um, but eventually I got to the point of saying to myself, if I had to question, it wasn't good. If I had Ooh, to ask oh, no. one question, then it's not 
for you. It mm-hmm. wasn't for you. And That's at so that true. point, it made it easier for me to cut off. But I do encounter people and I'm thankful for those experiences and for those people. We need them. Absolutely. Because we now when them. I encounter those spirits and those people and I get those reminders, I'm able to cut it off immediately. Discern it, destroy it, and get rid of it. Absolutely. That's my motto. Like Absolutely. It, everything you said is my life. Um, the one thing that I stress to people, you don't allow what you come from to control where you're going or who you're going to be. Absolutely. All of us have some type of trauma. Normally, it starts at home, mama, daddy, or whoever absentee yeah. parent was. And I find that, especially for us being black women, it creates a fake mantra of the angry black woman. Um, I find mm. that I force myself to smile more. I force my energy to always be high because I don't want that label. Mm. Being a bigger black woman at six feet, mm. I get it 10 times as hard. Mm. So I've done a really good job so far in my adulthood of really trying to master just always being happier, mm-hmm. making sure that at least the, 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 the forefront face is happy mm. so that people don't mm-hmm. receive me incorrectly. But I say that to say, I think that it's hard. It's hard being who we are. It's hard trying to repair things that we didn't break or coming from broken backgrounds, coming from parents who, and I don't, I love my parents to death. Um, I feel that sometimes what we come from, we had no control first. And then our parents were not properly maybe given the tools to be the parents we needed them to be. So now you're spending your adulthood repairing things that you didn't break to begin with, so you still don't have the tools. Absolutely. So that's why when I asked you that question, you had the perfect answer because I'm like, I still battle that. Um, meeting people who are not the same people I might have cut off in previous times, but their spirit reminds me so much of these people. And I find, I'd be like, I should hit your ass, but you didn't do nothing to me. <laughs> the people last time did it, but you remind me so much that I want to smack your ass. What I going to do it? So it's yeah. like I got one foot in, one foot out. And it's, it's a never-ending healing process. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll think that, oh, girl, I'm over that. I done buried that hatchet. And it's like, girl, sticking out the dirt, girl. It ain't, yeah. it ain't quite buried. So. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Um, sometimes we think that we're over a situation. But oftentimes moving on from it doesn't mean that you no. are over it. No. You know? It just means that you've gone on. But that, that part, that is still there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we're triggered by certain people and personalities yes. or moments or events. And then it brings up and it's like, okay, now I really need to try to heal from this. But Ooh. what I will say is I love the reminder that it serves because then you never forget. You right. know what I'm saying? And it, it helps me keep that part of me um, on point mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm dealing with these That's kind true. of people because if I, had I never experienced it, you would have gotten over me. But the other thing that bothers me is that when we see it, but we have people that we love dealing with it and they've never, they don't understand it. We be trying to explain to them like, girl, he ain't, it ain't that. She ain't no real friend. I'm t- Cause we done been there. Now we're fighting for, <laughs> we're fighting for the people oh, that we love. Tribe, so they don't God, go through the same thing. <laughs> so today's Bacon Bitch Production Podcast has been brought to you by Royally Cleese and owner operator, Chef Dominique. Please. Please follow Royally Cleese on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with their menus, days and times of operation, plus their catering and booking information. Not only, y'all, not only is the quality out of control for the food, but they have the customer service to match. 
Go get your royal treats and treatments today at Royally Cleek. So um, I wanted to ask you too. Like, so the other day I was going down Facebook. I went to your page. Let me tell you something. I stay on your page. I don't make no sense, girl. I stay on your page. Listen, I be trying not to uh, seem like I'm stalking, but <laughs> it's like I go down your page and I see stuff and I can't help but to yeah. comment. Like, I can't help but to say it something. Like I can't, that. like, I love not just what you do, but the way that you do it right so you don't i've never seen you do a post and be like yeah because just the shit right here if you don't get this like i've never mm. but it's always like bless you like <laughs> <laughs> bitch here's a blessing like you know what i'm saying and then it's the post that you write because every single day without fail you mm -hmm. have something motivational that's the goal. inspirational and more than anything you have a lot of preventative measures and posts on your page that's like listen let me hook let me hit you to this right so that you don't fall this way hmm. you know and i love that so i saw that you had on your page the other day about making amends with family <laughs> that's a big one right so everybody has the same story to some capacity right mm -hmm. everybody been burnt by family mm -hmm. i don't talk to this auntie no more mm -hmm. i don't talk to my brother no more i hate my mama and it's like okay you can feel any way you want to feel about the things people have done to you but i think sometimes our healing comes from the conversations we don't have so god forbid i do something to you Kai, right and mm -hmm. i get into a wreck and i'm paralyzed i die mm -hmm. your healing could be taken from you because you never took the opportunity to cuss my ass out However mm. your healing come is for you. Whether I like your healing don't matter. Mm -hmm. So what started that post or what was the premise of the post? Um, I had an uncle pass away. And I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I cried about it, but I was more angry than sad because I felt like it was so much that I personally didn't do. So my guilt came from just myself. Being his niece, this was my uncle my whole life. And sometimes we think we have all this time. And then boom, mm. something catastrophic happens and it's like, you don't have no time no more. So I made the post and I didn't even plan on sharing an intimate moment that, okay, they found my uncle dead in a lake. He had been there for two days. My mother is his next of kin and um, I want to say she's over his arrangements. She didn't know it. I remember the detectives coming to the house and me and my brother was like, who? Please, white people knocking on this door. We white people this door. It was a detective from Miami Gardens. So it was like a full circle moment because I was like, my mom had made dinner and she was like, oh, when we finish today, I'm gonna take Buster a plate. Buster is the dead uncle. Nobody knew he had died. So one of, a very close friend of mine commented and she said something that was like, um, no, nah, I'm good. I don't wanna make amends with them. I don't wanna forgive them. And I shared that with, with, with the world to say, you don't have a choice. If your healing comes from correcting somebody who did something to you, whether they disrespected you, whether they touched you, God forbid, you have you have to take the opportunity because it, it may not ever present itself again. Mm. Um, he had never done anything to me, but he was the black sheep. Mm. So they have put so much stuff out into the world about him that even us being his nieces and nephews, we didn't really do him how we should have. And now I don't have an opportunity to change it. So that really resonated. My mom took it really hard because she wasn't as nice to him as she should have been. So it's just, 
everybody's feeling all these emotions and we're just having a, a lot of regrets. So when I made that post, I wasn't trying to make people be anybody they didn't want to be. I just felt like if you have the opportunity to have a conversation or forgive a person, you never have to speak to them again after you get your healing, but you have to get your healing in order to start healing. Right. And Absolutely. People wrote me. People had stories from me about um, people they once looked up to, grandparents who talked about them and things like that. And I'm just like, so is this person alive? Can you have a conversation? They like, no, they regret it. So I'm a, I'm a person of, I don't live with regrets. Mm -hmm. If I, if I cussed you out, you deserved it. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to apologize because you mm -hmm. deserved it. You did something that warranted the yeah. curse out and it's where we at. But if I'm wrong, I'm also very big on, I'm going to apologize. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we're friends after the fact, I can respect that, but at least you know, the, the apology was genuine. I okay. came to you, I tried to correct it. So that's where that post came from. Okay, so you came from more of a place of healing. Yes. Right. And I think that's important, right? Because a lot of us um, is what I call like leaving your music inside of you, right? A lot of us leave this world with your music still inside of you, right? And sometimes the music that you want to put out there or the light that you want to put out there is dimmed by so many other things, right? Is dimmed by feelings that you have about certain people. Sometimes the things that we don't do is because we don't have the people there that yes. we would want to be there to celebrate with us. Maybe that was the person that you talked about doing mm -hmm. this thing with before and then y'all fell out and you didn't do the thing. And so, you know, for whatever reason, even if that person didn't leave this world, when you left, you just left with that music still inside of you. Your, your music was never heard, right? Um, and so, like, like you say, when it comes to... Um, Whatever I say, I try to make sure I don't have any regrets. Right. Right. So when I say something, oh, I, I, I mean what I say, right? Because I, I, I will think long and hard. Mm -hmm. My mouth too slick for me really not to be thinking about what I say. It's dangerous. So, you gotta be careful so yeah, because you can't really take all that stuff Correct. back. So I got to think it through. Even if I have to tell you, you know what, bitch, I'm going to call you back. Because I had to That's mean me. something back. Think it through. And so... um. Because my my relationship with my family is not the best. It's just not. Um, and sometimes I look at other people's relationships with their family, and I wish that I had like that kind of bond and those kind of relationships. Yeah. And in doing so, I have tried to make amends in certain relationships, and I realize that those relationships are so toxic. Oh yeah. And 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 it's so um, it's like it's just not a good space mm -hmm. for me. So I have family members that I've had like the best re relationship. My grandmother is one of them. Like that was, she was, she was, she was Jesus' little sister to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, you couldn't tell me what she said wasn't it. Her word wasn't bond. Like, as far as I was concerned, everything she said, God told her first and she was just repeating mm -hmm. it, you know? Um, and then I got to a space of realizing that that relationship was very, toxic and it was very damaging to my growth right um I got to a place of realizing that people are people no matter what their blood relation is to you um and I had to get my I had to detox myself um not only from what I considered to be that that drug um but I had to get myself in a place of not being dependent on that anymore because once you are no longer um attached to those people 
your direct you don't really know where your direction is That's you true. don't know what direction you're going you it, there's wow. so much that you would have asked that person about so you realize that you are also dependent on them in That's more true. ways than it just being like financial or anything it's, it's like i needed your advice like i didn't make moves right without mm-hmm. you um and so i had to get myself to a space of saying well you know what fuck it i'm gonna just make a move if i fall i fall goddamn figure it out yeah i'm gonna figure it out you know it, which it was still hard because when you fail and you had to figure it out mm-hmm. like god damn it i ain't got nobody i ain't got this person here to help me out of it no more because i would have wow. had a conversation with this person so now you're really feeling alone mm-hmm. And you're really in a dark space because you're by yourself trying to figure this shit out without the longest standing piece of support you feel like you had. So now you it's, it's really like a, a dark space. Um, and then when it's not one, but it's multiple. Right. You quickly begin to feel like, well, it has to be me because that's how it goes. Right. Um, if it's if everybody ain't fucking with you, mm-hmm. it's you. And so for a while I was kind of down on myself and then I started realizing, no, I'm fucking caterpillar. You understand? Like, the that grew from the concrete exactly, without no help. Without, exactly. And I had to get to a certain place and God had to separate me from mm-hmm. those people. So, um, with that being said, like I got to a point where I felt like my family was definitely who I made my family. Um, because, my blood relatives like they're people right literally and and i had to say this to somebody once before because they were like oh but that's that's my uncle that's my father but okay but if your father is a fucking serial killer <laughs> bitch why people never want to call the spade the spade yeah. he's the every he's- every serial killer criminal thief crook you name it they all got family members okay so that does not make what they're saying or doing to you appropriate. It does not make it right. And it doesn't so necessarily true. mean that they are acting within your best interest. Right. You have women that have children that were really were not prepared to be mothers mm-hmm. or really probably should not have been mothers at that point right. in their life. Um, and so because of that, and they carry on all those traditions and everything that was taught to them, they're they're damaged and they're damaging other people so you can't say well my mama taught me my mama told me to do this so you continue to do it so in those incidents um, i want to ask you when you feel like you have been in or had a relationship with someone that has wronged you or um even if they haven't wronged you their energy is just completely just not of the energy that's conducive to you living a peaceful life with them in it. Um, Do you still feel like it's a necessary thing for you to try to mend that relationship in efforts of your healing? Or can you actually cut it off and have accepted that within yourself and say, well, I don't need closure from this person um, and just move on. I'll give you the perfect example. Um, So, when you're the child of the black sheep, you get that black sheep shit, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. My mom is a firecracker. I talk about it all the time. Um, her family, she's the black sheep of her family. Mm-hmm. And 
they've treated her as such. And then because me and my brothers were the kids of the black sheep, mm -hmm. quite naturally, you get that flat too. Mm -hmm. So my mom has a baby sister and I love her because she is my aunt, but she's not a nice person. Mm -hmm. The whole family has all labeled her this. So I'm not mm -hmm. saying anything that's just far-fetched. Um, I can remember instances being six, seven years old and her calling us bastard kids because my mom's marriages had failed with our fathers. So being a six, seven year old, I don't really understand this word, but I could tell by the tone and the way that you're saying it, it's bad. Mm -hmm. And all of our lives, she would say things mm -hmm. to imply that we were not going to amount to anything because of who my mom was and who our fathers were to her. Fast forward, you had to come get money from the bastard kids. The bastard kids had to pay your mortgage. Mm. You see what I mean? So mm. that's where my pride comes from. Mm -hmm. The very person that you thought wasn't going to amount to shit mm -hmm. had to help you stay afloat, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't, even now today, I'm 32. I do not desire to have a relationship with her. I don't speak to her to this day. Mm. It's not from a place of, I'm mad at you. Mm -hmm. I've shown you already who I am, who you thought I'd never become. Mm. So... I don't feel no type of way. Like I genuinely, I want her to be okay just away from me. Yeah. I don't care to eat turkey with you. You're mm -hmm. not welcome around me in my home. I don't care how much food I got. You're just not welcome because of your energy, who you are. Absolutely. So to answer your question, um, sometimes it is people who they were so detrimental to stunting your growth or shaping your childhood or speaking mm -hmm. negatively against you, it don't matter how much improvement you think you did. Even having them back around you will put you back in the headspace you might have been when Ooh. that shit happened. So that's why I tell people, your healing is for you. I'm not telling you to forgive people so that y'all could be back cool mm -hmm. and we going to eat turkey and no, 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 no. But I do think that sometimes we miss the closure because we don't go get the closure. Now, sometimes mm -hmm. you don't need it, but if you could mm -hmm. go get it and be like, you know you had me fucked up when you said so-and-so, and I ain't going to beat your ass today, but when you <laughs> did it to me, I was going to hit you. It it genuinely makes you but feel God, better. Bitch. Like, sometimes you need mm -hmm. that. Not every situation, but yeah. sometimes I do think that you got to say something. Yeah, and, and to touch on, you definitely have to say something because let me tell you something. Sometimes I get so pissed off and when i'm when i'm hurt or when i'm angry and you see these tears falling that's your protection at this point bitch because the only reason why my tears are falling is because i did not say to you what i wanted to say to you and i cannot do to you what i want to do to you and mm -hmm. still live the life that i'm trying to live Correct. you know what i'm saying i need my freedom bitch mm -hmm. so but to touch on what you said about um those people coming around you and bringing back you know, that, that energy or that space that you once were in, that's also my issue because I'm, I'm with family and sometimes with those long-standing friends, they have seen who you were. They see who you are. They also see the vision of who you're trying to mm -hmm. be, right? Because we'll say it. We're very mm -hmm. vocal people. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say, damn, I want to get to the point of being so unbothered where I don't even think to call you a bitch first. I might yeah. call you by your name because right now it's just going to be bitch. Mm -hmm. So they know where you're trying to go, right? Yeah. But what bothers me is that people that are like that, they will, they, they'll be the first trigger. Yeah. To, to you reverting or digressing mm -hmm. back to that per to that person because what what I noticed will always bother me um is 
people who were our family or who know me for so long say, you still the same old person you used to be. You keep claiming that you done changed or you done, you still the same. And they think that that shit hurt me. But what you don't realize is the fact that you just acknowledged <laughs> that it's the, been some growth. This, you better be glad. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Bitch, you ain't bothering me. Yeah. That don't, that don't really hurt me. But the fact that you're saying that tells me that you probably want me back right. at where I used. To people be, are afraid of who you. you are becoming. Mm. People are afraid of what you can become and it scares them. So mm -hmm. they'll do and say anything to take you back to that dark spot. Yeah. I pray every day before I go in the grocery store. If I'm going, even going back to old neighborhoods mm -hmm. I grew up in, being mm -hmm. around old friends, they cannot take the new you. It's very hard for them to embrace that person. Let's say you used to drink, now you don't drink anymore. Mm -hmm. You used to smoke, you don't smoke mm -hmm. anymore. People take it as you think you better than us because mm -hmm. you're doing this now. And it's like, mm -hmm. you should be clapping and happy that I'm not who I used to be. Exactly. You know, but the truth of the matter is when you meet people that don't have the same growth expectancy that you have right. or the same potential to grow that you do, the old you was very convenient for them. Of course. It's very convenient. Um, and, and the growth is not. Um, because I people are, are genuinely, we, we're selfish, right? Entitled. We're, self, we're selfish people. Um, we, we all do something for a reason. Even though we all say, oh, yeah, I did this out the kindness of my heart. Yeah, but you expected something, mm -hmm. right? Because God forbid... I do something for you and you don't even say thank you. Right. Right. I'm going to be like, bitch, you couldn't say thank you. So I did it for something, even mm -hmm. if it was just to hear that. Right. Um, and so like when you're in friendships or relationships with people, they're supposed to be something that's equally beneficial. Right. right? For the both of you, even if it's just, the knowledge or the love or the caring or the support, or I know she got my back. Like I got her back. I don't got to watch my back exactly. with this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the type of relationships that we look for, but also we're, we're a little selfish because I have seen where friends that are grieving, we want so badly for them not to be in this grieving space right, anymore. That's true. We want so badly for them to smile once again. We want so badly to be able to tell them a joke and they laugh mm -hmm. with us, that's but true. we know that they're not in that space. So although we try our best to respect that space, um, sometimes when we're trying to get them out of that space, sometimes it's for them mm -hmm. because we want to see them better, but sometimes it's for us, Definitely. right? Because we miss that part of our mm -hmm. friend, right? But it's the same thing and like those relationships that you're growing out of. Right. Because I've been in those relationships where I have had to tell people, you know what, this friendship has run its course. And it's not that we had to fall out or cuss each other out or anything like that, but I just know that at this point, it has run its course. You have done all that you were meant to do in my life. I have done all that I have meant right. to do in yours. We don't even... We're not in the same space. That's true anymore, um, and people can't accept that. <laughs> they can't deal with that. I want to get to a place where people are okay with you outgrowing them or them outgrowing you. Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't have to be aggressive, controversial. Oh fuck you! Know, it's like mm -hmm. we need to be able, to, especially a person who you have history with, Absolutely. your 20, 25 year friends, your ten year friends. 
if we're going in two different directions, right, at some point we will outgrow each other. And it doesn't, it's not hostile, it's not nasty, it's just mm -hmm. maybe you have kids, you got married, I'm your single hot girlfriend, mm -hmm. our lifestyles are a little different. It doesn't mean that I dislike you, you dislike me, but we just outgrew each other. Mm -hmm. People, us, mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's like we need the drama. We need the toxicity. We It needs to be a, a backstory. Mm. I'm the total opposite. People ask me about people that they don't see me with anymore. I don't have a story for you. Even if I have a story, mm -hmm. I don't have a story for you. Mm -hmm. Because it's Absolutely. like, that's not my character. And I'm not going to shine no light on no dead shit. Exactly. So it's like, oh, I, oh she all right? I lie. Oh, she good? Mm -hmm. I ain't seen her in five years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she is, but yep. I just don't have a story. Yep. I wish people would adapt that. If, even if something happened, let it be. You can't keep saying I'm a changed person, but I'm still living in 1999 mm -hmm. when I stopped talking to Sabrina. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And half the time when people tell a story about you from a past instance, you're so far removed who, who you used to be, mm -hmm. you'd be like, that girl don't know me. Because she don't. Exactly. But like you said, I think people are so enamored with who we used to be, they can't accept the new you. Yeah. They don't yeah. even believe it. Oh, that, that bitch ain't, that ain't her. Exactly. She acting. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think that's where the gift and the talent of like the don't give a fuckness comes in. Like it's it's really it's really is a gift and it's a talent. Like everybody doesn't have mm -mm. that gift to just genuinely not give a fuck. Um they and need I to think sell it in the store. They, <laughs> they need to bottle that up. Cause when I tell you it people will call me, total strangers will reach out to me for advice. And the things that they be so worked up, I'd be like, why you kill? Why you care so much about that? If you give me a story, right, and we make a checklist, and out of the 20 things you mentioned, everything was some bullshit. They was this, excuse me, they was broke, and it's like, okay, why you care? Why are you so bothered? And why they so can never answer why they're so mad. They'll try to give you an explanation, but it'd be like, you do care. You're saying that you don't mm -hmm. care, and maybe that's the politically correct answer, but you really do care. I'm gonna take it a step further. Sometimes the reason why they're so bothered by the one you good you okay need water okay sometimes the reason why they're so bothered by the person that left them alone they were like oh this was a broke bitch this was a this this was that oh she was always still in line but the reason why you're so bothered by that is your lack of security mm -hmm. and self-esteem and confidence mm -hmm. in yourself mm -hmm. and the nerve of this bitch that's yeah. a liar Who the broke one to walk yeah. away and mm -hmm. you can't get over it, it that's, and that's that's a big thing like and sometimes is if you felt a little bit better about yourself them walking away wouldn't even you wouldn't even notice it really that go for friends that go for family i find comfort in knowing if we fell out today or tomorrow i did nothing to you out of malice Mm -hmm. I'd never said nothing that was against you. And if we never speak again, that's on your accord, not mine. There you Because I didn't do nothing to you. But you have people who have done things behind your back. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, God will shift you away from them. And they trying to figure out, oh, God don't come around no more. Mm -hmm. Oh, she done got that new Benz mm -hmm. truck. She done, she better than mm -hmm. us. Oh, she got her cookbook. Mm -hmm. And you be like, I ain't thought about them people. Genuinely speaking, you have so much new good things happening around you Amen. in your life. You have not thought about them. Amen. But let them tell it, oh, she probably talking about us. Oh, and it's like. I I ain't even thought about your ass. Yes. It's it's sad because when you think about it, it's like your life is in pure hell. Mm. The bills behind, LP, your <laughs> lights off. 
You got way bigger fish to fry than this. That's why I ain't talk to your ass. My phone might be off, bitch. Right, yeah, but about that. it goes back to what you said. People are so self-centered. Everything is me, 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 and I, I, yeah. I. And you want to be someone's world or center of, of attention. And it's like, the people ain't thought about you. Yeah. They don't even miss you. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. Sometimes it's the vainness in us. We're so vain, we don't even think outside of our right. own spaces. Dom, oh my God, it was so... Girl, I'm refreshing for lack of better words, okay? So refreshing to talk to you. Every time yeah. we talk, it's always an enlightening experience. I always feel like it's confirmation and like a weight lifted off of me every single time we have a conversation. I always, I've said this to you a couple of times. Though we had never actually met, I always felt like I knew you. Like absolutely, you had those statuses, and I guess maybe somebody pissed you off, or mm -hmm. it was it was somebody at work who <laughs> I don't know what they was doing, but I used to be like, "Cuss they ass out!" Because if you said they did it, they did it. I don't, I don't uh -huh. know they did it, but they did they, something they did to it. <laughs> and it's just like even though I didn't know you, you like I said your spirit will connect with people. And I was like, well, she don't seem problematic. So if she said they did it, they must have done mm -hmm. it because I never saw you say things like that. Yeah. So it's like actually meeting you today, I was like, wow, like you're still the same person. Cause the same person. The one thing I talk about a lot, people be catfish. Baby, I talk about that so much. Baby, I wear glasses so I could really see you. Um, and then personality-wise, you know, let's like these Facebook comedians. Your people, your your Facebook friends with people, and their energy is so big, and their personality mm -hmm. seems so this. And then I meet them, and it's like, where that nigga at that had the laughs and stuff? What? Yeah, with the personality and a cool down to earth person. People Absolutely. are so different in real life. Yeah. So I try to make sure I'm the same and no matter where I'm at, who the I'm same around. Beautiful person <sighs> in person and on Facebook. But I knew it. Like it's something you can see in a person. Yeah. Even I, on the I other side of that. the camera. It's like you just know. I'm like, I always say I'm real as fuck. I told people I was gonna do the interview with you, and it was like, oh, that's my did she be on Facebook? No, oh, that she a real ass bitch. <laughs> oh my God. And don't get me wrong, like. For the same amount of people who love it, you do encounter people who is like, they can't take you. Yeah. And I think it's more I so because maybe something that you say, it resonates. So it creates mm -hmm. this whole, I don't like her. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me. And people, mm -hmm. would, uh, people would defend me and say, oh, wow. And I ran into this person and they had a story. And I was like, to be honest with you, I don't know them people. Mm. I probably never met him. I never had a direct exchange, but maybe it was a status. It could have been yeah. a live. It could have been a topic. And maybe it just hit home for them and they didn't like how they felt. Yeah. So I don't even take it personal. I don't think it's me that you don't like. It could have been whatever I said that day. Yeah. I don't give a damn either way. That yeah, now listen, that's my thing. I don't be giving a damn about a damn. And People you can't. So yes, because you cannot take on all that shit. It disturbs you. Listen, I just want y'all to know, when y'all be at home mad about the shit I done said, I done did, I don't give a fuck how I offended you. I still be over here getting fat. I be eating all type of shit. I ain't got no business a, a biscuit pound cake. Like, anybody and I got something for you, girl. I got something on for you. On the ride here, right? <laughs> I say, okay, God. She she rolled out the recipe, so maybe it's some left. She cut a slice I, I, out. I, listen, ain't no way. Ain't no way I was going to let you come here and not have some for you. I got you. Listen, I had you in mind. I saw you coming. I said, she just don't know. I got some for her. I got something. When you said, oh, I'm working on this recipe, I was like, well, I can't wait. I hope, and I, in my head, I said, I hope that it wasn't for sale. I said, I hope she didn't make the whole thing for nobody. Mm -hmm. I just get one slice. I got you. I got you. 
<laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. Y'all see what we did? This is this is what we do. This is what genuine, good, loving, real people do. No, like, seriously. And when y'all be at the, out like hating on us, we just don't be giving a fuck. We just so we eat. Someone trying some new stuff. Yeah, we yeah. trying some new stuff. And y'all just be missing out because y'all be jealous. Y'all just should be my fucking friend, bitch. I love this. Like, I'm never going to not tell you that I'm very proud. Like, Aww. I just keep looking Thank around you. and I'm like, bro, I remember when you first was talking about a podcast, a podcast, a podcast. And I was like, okay. And when you when you say you're going to do something down to your cook, well, you've done it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, I when it's, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about this side because when the side popped up, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now we're here. I never cry when you leave because I cried when I did my last. <laughs> Listen, be prepared for the shift because I don't know what's going to happen. And I know it's going to be something great, but I just feel like you're not going to be here long. Like, you're going to have to pack this up and put it in an even bigger space because the amount of traction that this is going to create from your lip to God. I'm telling you. Dumb, I'm praying for it. It's going to go. It has to come. I'm like, praying for it. Because, I mean, I know you don't like people like that, so you might not want to be house. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I just feel like it's not a lot of spaces like this. Like, I think with things like YouTube and TikTok, we see uh, different clips, mm -hmm. so you assume that it's so uh, accessible. It's, oh, okay, I, no. It's not a lot of black women welcoming podcasts. Mm. It's a lot of men who have platforms. And it's so mm. cool for them, but they're yeah. not inviting for us to be on those spaces. Absolutely. So you've given us something that we didn't have, especially for South Florida. You know how hard it is for us to connect and meet genuine people. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for this. Like, Thank you, Dom. Man. I love you so much.